Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. We're back in the book of Leviticus. We're in chapter 11. We're going to be starting around verse 3 officially, and then um, we'll be finishing out the chapter today. We're going to be talking about the clean and the unclean animals today. And um, it's interesting that um, the the Lord is speaking to Moses and to Aaron, saying to them, this is verse 1, now verse 2, Speak the pe- to the people of Israel, saying that these are the living things you may eat among the animals on the earth. Okay, so he's talking about clean and unclean things, and as McGee makes the 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 point here, the teaching point is we see Christ even in this, even in the Old Testament book of good food, bad food kind of thing. It teaches us that we have to make decisions. We have to make decisions on what is clean for us and what is not clean. And because of Christ, we don't have to worry about unclean or clean animals. Everything is clean because Christ has purified us. But back before Christ, we had clean and unclean. And another important principle here is that clean can't affect uh, the unclean. The unclean can't affect the clean. In other words, if, if you've been really cleaned up and you go out and touch something that's not clean, you're not going to make that unclean thing clean. You can't do it. If there's some old dead carcass, you can't go out there and just touch it and make it clean again. But that unclean thing can have an effect on the clean. In other words, you can go out there being super-duper clean, touch something unclean, and now you're dirty. So that's the nature of humanity. But with Christ, Christ is clean, and he can go out and touch a leper and make that leper clean. Only Christ can reverse this order. So we have to make decisions ourselves. We have to make decisions about what we come in contact with, because certainly unclean things can pollute us. And we say, oh, we're going to go out and uh, reach the world, and, you know, we're going to go to you know, places that are not very good and just try to reach out. But you you have to remember that you can be spoiled. You can be spoiled by the uncleanliness of the, of the world. So only Christ, only the presence of Christ 
can make something unclean clean. So we, we're sort of looking at the symbolism through the food, but we see Christ in, even in all of this. So verse 3, whatever parts the hoof and is cloven-footed and choose the cud among the animals you may eat. So what does that mean? Well, parts the hoof, in other words, kind of like has two fingers or two paws. Um, those are typically like sheeps and goats and cows, things like that, if it's cloven-footed, if it has um, that kind of a parted hoof. Um, and then choose the cut. In other words, you kind of ruminate uh, and then swallow. And so uh, things like that, like the domesticated farm animals, like the goat and the sheep and the cow, those chew the cud. But the pig just eats just for an example. So verse 4, Nevertheless, among those that chew the cud or part the hoof, you shall not eat these. Okay, so again, chewing the cuff is kind of like, as McGee says, the Word of God. You ruminate on the Word of God. And parting of the hoof depends on the way you walk and how you walk in the Word of God. So you can you can make symbolism in those type of animals in the way they eat or walk. Um, but in any event, verse 5, he gives us some animals that are unclean. The rock badger, the hare, the pig, um, those are unclean. Verse 9, uh, these you may eat all of that are in the waters, everything in the waters that has fins and scales, whether in the seas or in the rivers you may eat. Okay, so now we've kind of, we're talking about things that you can eat. And we're talking about anything with some fins on it and scales on it. But anything in the seas or in the river that does not have fins and scales of the swarming creatures in the waters and the living creatures that are in the waters is detestable. Dropping down to verse 12, everything in the waters that does not have fins and scales is detestable to you. And then we go into the birds, verse 13, and you shall detest uh, among the birds, they shall not be eaten, they are detestable. The eagle, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the falcon of any kind, every raven of any kind, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk of any kind, the little owl, the cormorant, the short-eared owl, the barn owl, the tawny owl, the caron vulture, the stork, the heron of any kind, the hopo, and the bat. All, okay, so those things you don't eat, and then we drop down to verse 20. All winged insects that go on all fours are detestable to you. Yet among the winged insects that go on all fours, you may eat those that have jointed legs above their feet, which hop on the ground. Of them you may eat the locust of any kind, the bald locust of any kind, the cricket of any kind, and the grasshopper of any kind. But all other winged insects that have four feet are detestable to you. Now, you know what? I'm a, Pretty much all of that is detestable to me. I'm not going to eat any of that. But again, this is what God's making the distinction. Uh, verse 24, and all, and by all these... You, you shall become unclean. Whoever touches their carcass shall be unclean until the evening. And then we drop down to 
Verse 32, And anything on which any of them falls when they are dead shall be unclean, whether it's an article of wood or a garment or a skin or a sack or any article that is used for any purpose. It must be put into water and it shall be unclean until the evening. Then it shall be clean. So again, we talked about this, the principle that the clean can affect the unclean, but the unclean can spoil the clean. And that's a principle here, a biblical principle that we see in Christ. Only Christ can purify. Now we're dropping down. We're kind of hitting the high points of this. Uh, verse 36, Nevertheless, a spring or a cistern holding water shall be clean, but whoever touches a carcass in them shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass falls upon any seed grain that is to be sown, it is clean. But, if the water is put on the seed and any part of the carcass falls on it, it is unclean to you. This spring or the cistern, I think, is a is a symbolic uh, reference to Christ. Christ is the spring of living water, the cistern of living water that makes things clean. Verse 41, Every swarming thing that swarms on the ground is detestable. It shall not be eaten. Whatever goes on its belly and whatever goes on all fours or whatever has many feet, any swarming thing that swarms on the ground you shall not eat for they are detestable. Okay? So, you got me there. I'm not eating that. Verse 44, For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy for I am holy. And we'll drop down, verse 45, You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. He says it again. Verse 46, This is the law about beast and bird and every living creature that moves through the waters and every creature that swarms on the ground to make a distinction between the unclean and the clean and between the living creature that may be eaten and the living creature that may not be eaten. It's God who makes the distinction. It's God who judges. And it's only Jesus Christ that purifies. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. And we'll see you back here tomorrow next time. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Leviticus chapter 11, beginning at verse 4, all the way through to verse 38. This chapter has to do with clean and unclean animals. So the menu that God gave these people is what this chapter is talking about. And this diet list is actually repeated in Deuteronomy. That's how important it is. <coughs> so it's not only said once, <clears throat> listed once. It's also it's listed twice here in Leviticus in the book of Deuteronomy. But um, it's listed <coughs> with one exception. We are told what animals one's not to eat here in the book of Leviticus, and in Deuteronomy, we are told what animals were to we are actually to eat. So the way that one could actually tell a clean animal had to be the one that could chew the cud and part the hoof. <coughs> so the chewing of the cud. Um, you know, in relation to the Christian child of God today, is masticating the word of God. And the parted hoof has to do uh, with the walk of the believer in the world. So a believer should have the walk that should be pleasing, well-pleasing to God. And we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. <coughs> so from verses 4 to 8, 
um, here, <clears throat> God lists some of the animals they were not to eat. And it reads, Nevertheless, these you shall not eat among those that chew the cud or those that have cloven hooves. The camel, because it chews the cud, <coughs> but it does not have cloven hooves, is unclean to you. The rock, Herox, because it chews the cud, but does not have cloven hooves, is unclean to you. The hare, because it chews the cud, but does not have cloven hooves, <coughs> is unclean to you. And the swine, though it divides the hoof, having cloven hooves, yet does not chew the cud, it is unclean to you. Their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcass you shall not touch. They are unclean to you. <coughs> so all these, you know, they're listed as unclean. They may have, you know, uh, cloven hooves, but they don't chew the cud, so that makes them unclean. Or they may chew the cud, but not have cloven hooves, so that makes them unclean. <coughs> and, <coughs> like, say, the swine. The swine... <coughs> It has cloven food, but it is it does not chew the cud, and it is an unclean feeder. <clears throat> so scripture goes on to read verse nine: These you may eat of all that are in the water. <clears throat> Whatever in the water has fins and scales, whether <clears throat> in the seas <clears throat> or in the rivers, but that you may eat. So here. Now we move um, to the water, you know, unclean creatures that are in the water. And the distinction here is those that have fins and scales. <coughs> Verse 10 goes on to read, but all the seas, but all, sorry, in the seas or in the rivers that do not have fins and scales, <coughs> all that move in the water or any living thing which is in the water, they are an abomination to you. They shall be an abomination to you. You shall not eat their flesh, but you shall regard their carcass, <coughs> their carcasses, sorry, <coughs> as an abomination. Whether in the water does not have fins or scales, that shall be an abomination <coughs> to you. <coughs> so here the distinction is actually made uh, with the creatures of the water. So a believer is one whose propelling is by the Holy Spirit. A Christian is one who <coughs> is actually clothed in um, <coughs> the righteousness of Christ. We have now clean and unclean flying creatures that we're going to look at now. That's the birds. So the names are given here. Uh, and there's no clear distinction that is actually given except... Uh, one marker here that they are unclean feeders so most of the birds that are listed here are birds in Palestine and some of them we have today so which is an indication that the mosaic law was meant for that land <coughs> and not for us today today we're permitted to eat anything that's um, here on earth for it's not what goes into the human body that is um, corrupt it's what comes out of our mouths because <clears throat> you know, evil comes from, um, you know, from the depth of our heart and it comes out from the um, bucket of our mouths. Um, that's how unclean we are. So today, whether you eat or you don't eat meat, it actually won't commend you to God. And we have a couple of people who don't eat meat based on religious purposes. 
<coughs> but whatever you eat, today we've been commanded we can eat anything. We've been told by the new covenant that, you know, you eat anything that's here on earth. So, um, there's people who actually believe, oh, I don't eat pork, or I don't eat this and that, and it will not commend them to God. So, just eat what you want. But the point is, it was actually a teaching point here. The point that's being brought out, it was a teaching point. Um, <clears throat> it was teaching Israel a way to actually make a distinction. So they had to make a decision about this. As believers today, we have to make <clears throat> decisions about our conduct. You know how we conduct ourselves in our daily lives, whether we accept Christ or not, whether we are going to actually study the word of God or walk in the way that's well-pleasing to God. <clears throat> so um, I'm just going to skip down all the way to verse 20, and it reads, All flying insects that creep on all fours shall be an abomination to you. Yet these you may eat of every flying insect and that creeps <clears throat> on all fours, those, that, those which have joint legs above their feet, <clears throat> with which to leap <clears throat> on the earth <clears throat> these you may eat the locust after its kind the destroying locust after its kind the cricket after its kind and the grasshopper after its kind but all those all others flying all other flying insects sorry <clears throat> which have four feet shall be an abomination to you <clears throat> so now here we're looking at the section um where we have unclean and um, clean creeping creatures. And, you know, there are those that consider these four different kinds of locusts, you know, as four different kinds of locusts. So the locust mentioned <coughs> is just the regular species. Uh, then the bow locust would have to have a regular, it would have to be actually a regular species with, um, <coughs> uh, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right. Uh, Perturbura on his head. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, it had to be, um, it was like a regular species of locust. And, um, you know, with, uh, again, uh, Perturburance. Sorry, yeah. I think that's the correct spelling. Uh, with a tail <clears throat> so the grasshopper is not really <clears throat> our species but the locust species with a tail and without a percurberance so we have here four different type, kinds of locusts and they were permitted to eat them so dropping down to verse 24 <clears throat> it reads by these you shall become unclean whoever touches the carcass of any of them shall be unclean until evening <coughs> so we now have you know in this section looking at the contact with the carcass of unclean and unclean animals so they were not to touch the carcass of an unclean animal not only was israel forbidden to eat unclean animals but they were forbidden to actually touch the carcass of an unclean animal <coughs> and contamination of the contact is the principle here so um <clears throat> this was a great principle of life that was uh restated in the days of the return of israel after the captivity 
verse 25 reads whoever carries part of the carcass of any of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening <clears throat> the carcass of any animal would which divides the foot but is not uh, cloven hooved <clears throat> or does not chew the cud is unclean to you everyone who touches it shall be unclean and whoever goes on its pose sorry and whatever goes on its pose among all kinds of animals <clears throat> that grow on all fours those are unclean to you whoever touches any such carcass shall be unclean until evening <clears throat> <clears throat> so the principle said before us here is that contact with unclean with the unclean will actually make the individual unclean so this was a law that was acted upon <clears throat> um in the days of uh hagia the prophet so the priests were actually asked concerning a law if one <clears throat> bear um holy flesh and the shirt of his garment touches <coughs> something unclean or <clears throat> unholy will it be holy and um <clears throat> you know the priest said no it won't be um in other words you know contact with that which is holy won't make one holy Haggai Haggai said if one that is unclean by a dead body touches any of these shall be made unclean and the priest actually answered and said it shall be unclean so the principle is this when the unclean touch the when the clean touch the unclean the clean does not communicate anything towards the unclean so goodness cannot be rubbed in but the unclean can affect <coughs> the clean an unrighteous man cannot do righteous works which are acceptable to god <clears throat> this is a law that actually operates in every realm that's you know the natural realm the physical realm so the child of god today you know walks through the world <clears throat> where he can actually become contaminated and <clears throat> the walk is all important you know a christian cannot double in a world of drugs you know just in a worldly world drugs alcohol booze and actually expect not to get contaminated they will get contaminated those you know we have those people who like to say oh no i am going out to the club because i am going to preach the gospel <coughs> um i'm going to the club i'm going to this, this concert where there's like i'm going to a beer fest i'm going to teach the gospel it never works they'll become contaminated Okay, dropping down to verse 32 of chapter um, <coughs> 11 of Leviticus. It reads, Anything on which any of them falls when they are dead shall be unclean, whether it is any item or wood or clothing or skin or sack, whatever item it is in which any work is done, it must be put to it must be put in water and it shall be unclean until evening then it shall be clean <clears throat> so we have <clears throat> we have left here the dining room <coughs> the food the menu and entered the kitchen where the meal is actually prepared so an unclean creature could actually fall um in an uh, earthen jar 
and just ruin the meal. God taught his people cleanliness and the preparation of food. <clears throat> verse 36. Let me just drop down and verse 36 reads, Nevertheless, a spring or a cistern in which there is plenty of water shall be clean, but whatever touches <clears throat> any such carcass becomes unclean. So here, if a carcass falls into a great big lake, it won't make the lake unclean. The Lord Jesus Christ is that particular fountain or lake um, or, <clears throat> you know, because he could actually touch a leper and he wouldn't get leper and, you know, he would heal the leper and he actually didn't get contaminated. Verse 37 goes on to read, and if a part or any such carcass falls into any planting seed, which is to be sworn, it remains clean. So <clears throat> here they're talking about a seed. So the seed has like a, an, a harder out, outer casing. So here, <coughs> if a carcass touches a seed, <clears throat> the carcass won't hurt it as it has a shell on it. But if the seed has no shell if it was actually soaked in water when the lord um sorry <clears throat> if it was actually soaked in water then the seed is unclean and should be thrown away because <coughs> that outer shell is of the case of the seed so the child of god today needs to actually un to put on an armor of god in this world that's what this seed is actually representing. If we are going out to rub against a lost world, we need the armor of God. All right, verse 38 of today's study. In our chapter reads, But if water is put on the seed, and if a part of any such carcass falls um, onto it, it becomes unclean. <coughs> so here, like I explained, <clears throat> if um, a carcass falls on a seed and it still has its outer casing, it's still clean. But if it doesn't have its outer casing, it's considered unclean. So it's um, God that actually makes the sharp distinction between the clean and the unclean. And um, <clears throat> so God makes that distinction. So the acid test for any life, for uh, any of God's people, is we are distinguished by the world today. You have to make a decision whether you're going to walk um, <coughs> with God or and for God in the world today. Oh, you're going to run with the crowd. I choose to walk with God in my life every day. Okay, so this is our study for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.